0: RIP to a true American patriot, Toby Keith has passed away of stomach cancer at the age of 62. A tribute to a country music legend and a great American throughout today's Dan O'Donnell show. A unique celebrity in that he was unapologetic in his love for this country, in his willingness to stand up for it, and As we'll see in just a moment what he would do for the people who helped defend it. I am Dan O'Donnell, the AdventKnows.com talk and text line always open, 414-799-1130. You can reach us toll free, 1-800-838-9476. You can always email me. DOD at iHeartMedia.com. If you've got an idea for a story, if you've got a suggestion, a comment, a criticism, if you have got uh something you want me to investigate, don't worry, sources are always fully protected. And the best way to get in touch with me, DOD at iHeartMedia.com. I promise you I read every single email, even the ones pitching interviews that I would never, ever, ever have on the show. You would be shocked. At some of the spam emails I get from PR people, political, entertainment, sports reporters, betting people. Periodically, I will have adult film stars, representatives reach out to me to see if I want an interview. I don't know what type of show they think I do, but these are the sorts of emails I get. You can watch the show streaming live, D-O-D, and I, geez, at Dan O'Donnell's show on Twitter, X. Facebook.com slash Dan O'Donnell Show. I'm giving you my login for my Twitter account. DOD at iHeartMedia.com. That's the login, and here's the password. You can also watch me via the Dan O'Cam, YouTube.com slash Dan O'Donnell Show as well. Before we go any further, Cold Hard Cash Contest Word this hour is grand g-r-a-n-d a a grand is on the line thousand bucks all you need to do go to our website enter the keyword grand if your entry is picked at random you know the drill by now you win a thousand bucks instantly we are playing every single weekday nine to five up until a week from friday so plenty of chances to win lot being said about Toby Keith and how he dominated the country music charts for pretty much two decades. From the 1990s through, well, right up until now. And I suspect after his passing, all of his music, uh, Red Solo Cup, American Soldier, will put a boot in your ass because it's the American way. Love this bar. Should have been a cowboy. I'm not a huge country guy. But I always, I mean, a Toby Keith song would come on. Everybody starts singing at the bar or at the party. It's just great music. It's American music. And Toby Keith was an American in the truest sense of the phrase. Sure, he wrote songs and, of course, probably his most famous, courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue right after 9-11 9-11 he followed that up with american soldier a tribute to the brave men and women who defended this country but far more than words or song lyrics were the deeds that he did that didn't often get a whole lot of publicity but showed just co- what kind of patriot he was on september 8th 2012 just before the 11th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks during a concert in Houston, Texas, Keith brought up a woman whose husband, Army Major Pete Cruz, was stationed overseas in Afghanistan.
1: I said I was drinking to the families tonight, of the people who proud enough to wear my country's uniform. The anybody here tonight got a soldier, Marine, overseas. up here high discovered about where's your husband at tonight? Okay. you won't is he a soldier? Yes. How about we do a little soldier trip with your husband wise and I can
0: At that point he launched into American soldier while the woman was standing up on stage. After the song ended and during one of the the, the final, you know, as the the music is fading out, he gave a tribute to all soldiers and sailors and Marines and uh, Air Force men and women serving in Afghanistan and Iraq and serving all over the world. His guitarist launched into a version of the Star Spangled Banner while a guitar tech brought up a red, white, and blue guitar for Keith. That guitar tech, you guessed it, the woman's husband, Army Major Pete Cruz, and just listen to the crowd go nuts when they finally embrace. moment and then Keith acknowledged Army Major Cruz. She didn't know it was coming in tonight. Woo! So my beautiful crew, my beautiful crew told me before
1: the show tonight there's a, there's a girl sitting right over here at the T and she's in this little tan dress. And y'all met her in the meeting greet night, but said her husband's coming home tonight. She has no idea. So I don't want to pick her out. Welcome home Major Cruz. Thank you so Scott Speeze. Thank you, Cruz
0: then the two of them stayed on stage while keith played courtesy of the red white and blue other family members and friends joined them on stage and that was far from the only time toby keith did things like that we will have the video up there i recognize it was a little hard to hear especially if you were listening to us on am radio but such is the nature of the beast i wanted to play that to give you a sense of the deep patriotism that keith felt and the deep love for not just this country in the abstract but for his audience for the people who listen to his songs for the people who make this country go not just soldiers and sailors but police officers firefighters people who go to work every single day and love this country pay their taxes See their kids off to school, kiss their wives goodbye, and go out and make a difference in whatever way they can in the world. And what struck me, and I've been up since about four a.m. For whatever reason I couldn't sleep, and of course went on Twitter, saw that Toby Keith had passed away, and then I was just sort of up for the morning because, you know, my mind started thinking, okay, I've got to talk about this and how do you properly memorialize someone like that i'm not going to come out here and say i was the biggest fan of toby keith's music but it was for 20 plus years pretty ubiquitous what struck me about toby keith was how unique he was in how openly and unapologetically patriotic he was i want you to think of another singer even in country music. And country music is filled with a lot more patriots than, say, oh, I don't know, hip-hop. Although you would be shocked at the number of hip-hop stars who are voting for Donald Trump. 50 Cent just came out and posted an Instagram message to the mayor of New York, who is currently giving illegal immigrants prepaid credit cards, saying... I Can someone please explain this to me? Maybe Donald Trump really is the answer. And I believe he had called Trump a gangster. Kanye West, of course, before he got in some trouble with his big dumb mouth, supported Trump. But in any event, and I don't, of course, base patriotism on who supports the Republican Party, but every poll done over the last 20 years suggests that republicans are far more patriotic than democrats and this is sort of reflected in the public policy and public statements of various members of the two parties but i want you to think about what would, would taylor swift for instance and i'm not picking on taylor swift per se but would taylor swift write a song about her deep love for america oh sure a certain aspect of it She wrote a song about the Christmas tree farm that she grew up on, but on how great America is. How many movies outside of Top Gun Maverick can you think of that have been released in the last 10 years? How many pieces of pop culture have been unapologetic in their love for America? Honestly, one of the few that I can think of and it's why it's one of my favorite pieces of pop culture is the the play Hamilton. You got to get past the the not the original cast but uh, one of the casts in the Broadway version lecturing Mike Pence remember when he was vice president elect in December of 2016 you've got to get past the the casting of black actors to play white historical figures that unfortunately became a massive trend cleopatra is sub-saharan african in the netflix documentary netflix just put out a documentary that i started watching and apparently not long enough because within eight minutes they turned alexander the great gay while there is a lot of speculation about Alexander's sexuality. There is no hard evidence one way or another that he was or wasn't gay, but Netflix just says, nope, gay, totally gay. Think about not just pop culture celebrities, but think about also the number of people who are just open about their patriotism. It's shrinking and the annual patriotism survey by gallup reflects that the share of united states adults who are extremely proud to be american is at record lows 39 percent last year almost unchanged from 38 percent in 2022 the combined 67 percent of americans who are now Extremely or very proud, and very proud is 28%, is also a near record low, the record low being 2022 at 65%. 4% say they're not at all proud of America, 7% only a little, 22% moderately proud. And in case you're wondering, yes, this does track almost one-to-one with political preference. Democrats are far less likely than Republicans to be at all proud of their country. 60% of Republicans, just 29% of Democrats, expressed extreme pride in being American. Both figures statistically similar to last year's readings, that would be 2022, Independents are at 33% extreme pride, lowest on record. This is down precipitously from 2000, 2001, when the survey was first conducted. Obviously, patriotism and ex- extreme patriotism spiked after 9 11, all the way up to 86% amongst Republicans but just 64% amongst Democrats. Because Democrats control pop culture, control the entertainment industry, dominate even. Because they dominate academia, higher education, elementary through high school education. Because they now dominate Fortune 500 boardrooms, America is getting bombarded with the idea that it's not all that great. Toby Keith's enduring legacy, therefore, isn't going to be just great music. It's also going to be his one-man, lifelong quest to reinstill in a skeptical public the deep love that he felt for his country. Rest in peace, Toby Keith. I'm thinking this afternoon on the Mark Belling Late Afternoon Show, we'll do all Toby Keith bumper music. It's a bit closer of a fit, stylistically, in terms of music. And also, I didn't have time, and neither did producer Dave, to get a whole bunch of Toby Keith songs in the bumper music rotation. I know we can. What do you think? Jay Weber just did it, though. I don't want to be, like, copying him and I don't know, I could do my best belling impression after the bumper plays and talk about the song for like five minutes. I was gonna do that with Fast Car, which is one of my favorite songs after Tracy Chapman performed at the Grammys uh but decided not to talking about just just what a, a wonder of songwriting it really is, and how happy like if you get a chance, go back and watch Tracy Chapman's. Performance to open up the Grammys on Sunday. Pay particular attention to how her face lights up and how she is very close to crying with just pure joy. And it just, her face as the crowd goes crazy for her is just, it, oh, uh, oh, uh, it made me emotional. Made me emotional. For those who missed the news, Toby Keith has passed away. After about a year, year and a half long battle with stomach cancer. That's right. He was. Producer Dave reminds me. Was was it State Fair or was it Summerfest? It was State Fair. Dave says he was supposed to play State Fair but then had to pull out because of, obviously, Health reasons. We are following breaking news. What do you think the DC appellate court ruled about President Trump's claims of presidential immunity from prosecution for January 6th? What do you think? It was a unanimous ruling. Yeah, the obvious answer is the correct one. Occam's Razor, D.C. Judge edition. Former President Donald Trump does not have presidential immunity from prosecution on criminal charges related to his efforts to overturn his 2020 election loss. Just out of curiosity, what website do you think I was reading that from? Not the Drudge Report. It was linked to from the Drudge Report, of course. CNBC.com. His efforts to overturn his 2020 election loss. That sentence alone presumes that there were efforts to overturn his presidential election loss. There were efforts to investigate the fraud that was alleged to have occurred during 2020. Overturn the election loss implies what in the context of January 6th? That this was a coup or, if you will, an insurrection against the United States. Three-judge panel wrote in a 57-page opinion, we have balanced former President Trump's asserted interests in executive immunity against the vital public interests that favor allowing this prosecution to proceed. We conclude that concerns of public policy, especially as illuminated by our history and the structure of our government, compel the rejection of his claim of immunity in this case that upholds the trial court's ruling. Trump is, of course, expected to immediately appeal this to the United States Supreme Court. Frankly, folks, I think the court got it right. A former president is not entitled to immunity, just as what Trump was alleging. A current president is not entitled to blanket immunity. A president isn't a king. He does not have sovereign Immunity. I mean, okay, he, he does as, as a function of being part of the government, the, the head of the executive branch. But the president, my point being, the president is not a king in American society. The president is better defined as the first citizen amongst 330 million citizens. As a result, because we live in a system governed by the rule of law, pause for laughter, we used to live in a system governed by the rule of law, we live in a system where the rule of law is applied against conservatives, not liberals, of course. To wit, President Biden is going to face, and this is they say this with a straight face, he's going to face a scathing report about his mishandling of classified information and whether or not he left it out in full view of a guy, his son, who is obviously compromised and a national security risk, in Joe's garage next to the Corvette. He's not going to face criminal charges like Trump did, mind you, but he's going to face a scathing report that could embarrass him. Republican, charged. Democrat, scathing report. And oh, it's going to be scathing, just like you remember when James Comey came out and said Hillary Clinton wasn't going to be criminally charged for Mishandling classified information, in the form of email boy did he give a scathing press conference where he said to the American people all of the things that she did wrong and then <gasps> said no reasonable prosecutor would ever charge her. Prosecutors do have the power to charge sitting presidents. It has always been the precedent that they didn't because a local prosecutor, let's say... John Chisholm, retiring Milwaukee attorney or Milwaukee district attorney John Chisholm, decided to prosecute Trump. Let's say Trump came into Milwaukee and Chisholm, first time he has ever prosecuted someone for stealing from a store, Trump steals a Snickers bar. (laughs) Or, better yet, Chisholm says Trump stole a Snickers bar, but he didn't. Because this would essentially bring the United States into chaos because the sitting president has just been accused of a crime, prosecutors didn't. And it was genuinely, generally presumed that presidents, you know, wouldn't commit crimes while in office. While I agree with the ruling on immunity, the notion that Trump could be charged for questioning the results of an election is beyond unconstitutional on its face. And in fact, gets to the heart of what the First Amendment is actually about. If you aren't free, and and whether you're the president or first citizen or just any old citizen, if you don't have the right to question what goes on in politics, you don't have any right at all. If you don't have the right to say, hey, this election really seems like it wasn't on the up and up, if you don't have the right, as what Trump is being charged with in Georgia by the thoroughly corrupt prosecutor Fannie Willis and her boyfriend, we don't have a First Amendment. If Trump isn't allowed to say, hey, Brad Raffensberger, here we, we've got all this evidence of potentially outcome determinative fraud, I'd like you to investigate it, and no lefties— No, he was not saying I want you to find 20,000 votes so I can win and you'll be a hero. He was saying here are 20,000 fraudulent votes likely for Biden that I want you to investigate because this could be outcome determinative fraud, which is the standard for not overturning an election and just handing it to Trump, but rather redoing the election, which is the commonly accepted remedy for a fraudulent election the united states supreme court i believe needs to intervene not on the question of presidential immunity but on the question of first amendment rights when it comes to quote unquote questioning an election you're listening to the dan o'donnell show of thought not just talk just realized you can see my water jug on the dan o'cab Yeah, I I do five hours of radio a day. I got to stay hydrated, so I get a gallon jug of water and try to drink a quarter to a half of it. When do I start drinking? Eh, Yeah, when the show starts, because I like drinking coffee, but it really makes my voice rough. So I kind of got to wait. Wait, hold on. I got to. This is show prep, Dave. This is show prep. No, I don't have a Stanley cup got a what brand is this ice mountain jug which has been refilled like three times yeah yeah it's the same jug I, i'll use it for about two weeks and then i kind of get concerned about bacteria building up and stuff like that yes it's my own bacteria but I i'm dirty i don't want to keep reinfecting myself uh, for those who missed the last segment, breaking news from Washington, D.C., the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, no surprises because it's the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, has rejected Trump's claims of immunity. Now, this is significant because just a couple of days ago, the trial court judge, the, the uh, district judge, Tanya Chutkin, removed the March 4th trial date from her calendar. Because she said it's just taking far too long for the appellate court's decision. Obviously, if the appeals court ruled that Trump had immunity, he couldn't be tried on those charges. Either way, this was likely to be appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court, which is probably going to need to weigh in. I argue that it's not a case of immunity. It's a case of what Trump did not being crimes. I mean... This is protected First Amendment activity that is being criminalized. Lest you think prosecutors would never do this, Jack Smith would never do this, I will refer you to a famous case about a decade or so ago right here in Wisconsin known as John Doe II, where First Amendment protected speech was believed to be criminal by Milwaukee County District Attorney John Chisholm, who is very upset, according to multiple reports, that Scott Walker's attacks on unions made his wife cry, sad face for John. President Trump, for those unfamiliar, has been charged with a count of conspiracy to defraud the United States. What was this fraud? Fraud? By claiming that he won the election. Now, wait a second. Wait a second. Al Gore is going on 25 years. We will celebrate the 25th anniversary next year of Al Gore saying that he won the 2000 presidential election. Has he been locked up? No, he's made a fortune making bogus claims about climate change. If you can make bogus claims to try to impact policy or to impact an official uh, policy or, or, or action of the United States government, shouldn't Gore be locked up for fraudulently claiming that carbon emissions are pushing us into... He said the polar ice caps were going to be ice-free by 2014. By the way, 10-year anniversary of that claim clearly not coming true. In 2004, John Kerry was trying to be convinced, to his credit, and he's another one who realized, I'm just going to give up on politics. I'm going to make a fortune in pushing a climate scam. And he did. His vice president, John Edwards, was apparently spearheading efforts to get Kerry to challenge the 2004 results in Ohio because of, stop me if you've heard this one, voting machines that were changing votes. It's remarkable. John Edwards. I don't know if he was wearing a red hat at the time, but he was making the exact same claims that some of Trump's supporters was. Did, did John Edwards go on to found a pillow company because he was making the exact same claims? Has John Edwards been locked up? No. If you asked Stacey Abrams. Who is the governor of Georgia, or at least who should have been serving the gubernatorial term from 2018 to 2022? You'll notice even Stacey Abrams couldn't claim that her 10-point butt-kicking by Brian Kemp in November of 2022 was the result of fraud or voter disenfranchisement. She would say her. Fannie Willis, the Fulton County prosecutor, ever go after Stacey Abrams? How many Democrats still believe that in 2016, Donald Trump only won because his buddy Vladimir Putin unleashed an entire army of hackers who hacked the vote? Didn't happen. It demonstrably didn't happen. We had a special counsel investigate it, and we could not find the hacking of voting machines or hacking of of gullible Trump voters brains remember this was long before Elon Musk was implanting Neuralink chips in people it's pretty damn hard to hack someone's brain no one was charged but now it's a conspiracy to say I actually won that election is it protected First Amendment speech to lie yes it is sadly this is why we have a First Amendment. The First Amendment protects all sorts of speech. If it was a criminal act to lie in service of one's political career, we wouldn't have politicians. I, I, I've got to stop myself. I think we need to abolish the First Amendment and lock up every single politician. may sound fundamentally anti-conservative, but I'll tell you, country might be a lot better off. Trump is also charged with one count of conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding. He is alleged to have organized the effort to stop the counting of the electoral vote. Why? So that Vice President Pence would install Trump as president and not Biden. It is shocking how many people still believe that the vice president has this authority. You're telling me that during the four years a vice president serves, he actually has no specific constitutionally delegated duties. Vice president's role is whatever he makes it or she makes it or whatever the president says it is, right? No constitutional role. But when it comes to the ceremonial counting of votes months after the election, the vice president has the near godlike power to just sort of say, nah, That election doesn't really count. The loser actually won. Doesn't work like that, folks. The ceremonial counting of the votes or certification of the votes is just that. The vote is essentially final when the Electoral College submits the votes on December 18th, 14th. That's what the the Electoral College has voted Congress merely accepts the vote and counts it. As I understand it, the only thing that can be done is if there's a discrepancy in one of the actual votes. You can't just say, well, there was a lot of fraud, and I think this guy really won. doesn't work like that. And one count of conspiracy against rights. As Trump and his co-conspirators allegedly attempted to, quote, oppress, threaten, and intimidate people in their right to vote in an election. By essentially saying, vote for me, or I got more votes. Again, all of this First Amendment protected activity. All of this, things Democrats have done remarkably Openly for the last two decades. Do you realize there has not been a single election that Republicans have won this century that Democrats did not rise on January 6th and object to on the floor of the House of Representatives? 2000, rather obvious. They sued. Last time I checked, Al Gore was not breaking rocks at a federal penitentiary over that. 2004. Voting machines in Ohio 2016 in 2016 you want to talk about obstruction of an official proceeding Democrats actually tried to lobby the electors themselves remember here in this country we don't directly vote for the president each state holds its own election where we uh, elect members of an electoral college aka electors that are designated by the respective parties to then go to the electoral college and cast their vote for president this is done in a bit of constitutional brilliance from the framers so that big states and big cities don't just dominate through the direct election majority rules type thing of course this is what democrats want with their uh, majority compact or whatever it is, where the states won't actually award the electors. These are all liberal states have gotten together, and uh, the voting compact, I forget what it's called, they all get together and they say, we're not going to award the electors to the candidate who wins the most votes in our state, but rather to the candidate who wins the most votes nationwide. It's a way to destroy the electoral college, completely unconstitutional. If it's ever actually challenged, it'll get struck down assuming we still have a supreme court in this country that cares about the rule of law we clearly don't here in wisconsin so anyone's guess but democrats were actually trying to lobby electors to cast their votes for hillary clinton and not donald trump because trump was so allegedly dangerous they cut ads with celebrities martin sheen gets up there and says do the right thing don't vote for trump the full-scale push to obstruct the electoral college was that criminal no they were within their first amendment rights to do it you are within your first amendment rights to do what you can legally politically to challenge the results of an election democrats do it and have done it for years it's just now that it's become a criminal act. The Supreme Court needs to step in and to wipe this case out on those grounds. With the Lucky
1: Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: Text here on our adventnose.com talk and text line. Thanks for paying tribute to Toby Keith. My son and I were at his Summerfest concert in 2012 at which they recorded the video for Made in America. The next day, they shot the Cedarburg Parade for B-roll in that music video. View it, and you'll recognize Seaburg. R.I.P. Toby. Guess what I'm doing during the the top-of-the-hour news break? Yes, Dave, drinking more water out of my jug here. If you want to see the jug, check out the Dan Cam streaming at Dan O'Donnell Show on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Dan O'Donnell Show and YouTube.com slash Dan O'Donnell Show as well. I'm going to be watching the Made in America music video. Right now, though, it's time for the unhinged liberal of the day. We
1: are in
0: pre-Nazi Germany. All oh, white, white people, is people are racist. Trump is dangerous because he's evil. America is, is over. Today's unhinged liberal of the day is Colorado State Representative Stephanie The Heel, who, like Hillary Clinton 30 years ago, said it takes a village to raise a child, but went a step further and said, Where did we get this ridiculous idea? that parents are the sole people who have the right to raise children. This isn't like thousands of years of human history or anything. Now in
1: American society, we organize our social supports uh, by family, by so-called traditional nuclear family even. And this is actually a social construct. It's not as if the natural order of things for all of humanity has been, you know, one mommy and one daddy and just their biological children living in a detached house and only providing for those children. Children actually need more than just their parents. They need a whole village. If all of your support and opportunity only comes from family, then it's only going to be concentrated in families and then that's who's going to have all of the power. Let's
0: elect more poor people and level the playing field. But we (laughs) will. Can someone please tell this idiot when human beings were living in caves or tribes, what was the connection that that bound all of them? Familial connection, right? So while it wasn't at the earliest stage of human development and organization into something approximating civilization, it wasn't a mommy and a daddy, it was mommy and daddy and uncles and it was the family. It was it was the family. We broadened that to other family units organizing into society, where the primary responsibility was always to the direct descendants, or if you will, children. Stephanie, the heel, your unhinged liberal of the day. Air and balance. What happens when a center for student success and belonging? doesn't allow everyone to belong it's perfectly fine this is apparently happening at the University of Wisconsin Oshkosh that in just a second here on the Dan O'Donnell show but first your 10 o'clock word in the cold hard cash contest cash 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 that's easy and by the way we have determined that if you spell cash see a C-A-$- dollar sign H, It does work. Yes, if you spell it like a rapper, Cash Money Records, it will be accepted. All manner of misspellings are apparently welcome on the iHeartRadio app. Go to our website, enter the keyword cash, however you want to spell it. K-A-S-H, that might work, worth a shot. <laughs> if your entry is picked at random, however it's spelled, you will win $1,000 in cash instantly. 414-799-1130 or 1-800-838-9476. You can email me, dod at iheartmedia.com, at Dan O'Donnell Show on Twitter, xfacebook.com, slash Dan O'Donnell Show. You can watch the show streaming there or on X Twitter at Dan O'Donnell Show or on on our youtube channel youtube.com dan o'donnell show as well fox news right now our monitor uh showing well a horrific absolutely horrific crime a venezuelan illegal immigrant moped gang has badly injured a woman in new york city dragging her While apparently attempting to steal her purse or laptop bag, it's pretty difficult to see. The headline in the New York Post, hell on wheels, terrifying moment a Venezuelan illegal drags a woman on a Brooklyn street. This has gotten New Yorkers absolutely fed up as they have been for months with illegal immigration to the city. Jesse Waters on his show. Remember how Jesse got his start on Fox News? He was a producer on the Bill O'Reilly show, and he did man-on-the-street interviews. Well, now he's got his own. Jesse Waters has his own Jesse Waters to do a man-on-the-street. I'm not sure what the producer or reporter's name is, but the, the findings... He got in quick man-on-the-street interviews for the Jesse Waters show last night, revealing... How about the migrant crisis? It's insane. We have to do something. It's really ridiculous. There has to be a limit. I can't just walk into a country and just move in and sleep on the sidewalk. I'll get kicked out. Just last week, there was migrants that punched cops, got out of jail, bail-free, and then skipped town. How'd that happen? The laws are very lenient here. The country is in real trouble. That's ridiculous. They need to be stopped. Yes, they do. So how exactly does New York Mayor Eric Adams plan to stop them? By giving prepaid gift cards to asylum seekers in his city. I wish this was a parody. It is not. Out of one side of his mouth, Mayor Adams is saying we can't function as a city anymore we have got way too many migrants coming in governor abbott what you are doing is unconscionable stop bussing them in remember they were going to stop all buses from outside new york they were just not going to allow them in the city so governor adams or excuse me governor abbott simply dropped them off right outside a train station in new jersey and said here Get on the train here. So, out of one side of his mouth, Mayor Adams is saying, We can't handle any more migrants. Out of the other side of his mouth, he's saying, Well, if you come here and you're a refugee, if you're seeking asylum, we'll give you a gift card. Meanwhile, Mayor Adams is under a little bit of fire after this video of him surfaced bragging during Black History Month at an event of Black voters bragging about how pretty much everybody he hires for his administration is black. Have you ever seen this much chocolate lead in the city of New York? And then go down the line. Look, look who's here. This is representative of the city. Is New York all black? Or are there like white people, Hispanic people, Arabs? I mean, what is this? ray nagin we're gonna rebuild new orleans as a chocolate city that's why people are hating on me wait 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 no they're hating on you because your administration is currently under investigation one of your best friends just pleaded guilty for misusing campaign funds the funds that were from your campaign for mayor they're hating on you because you're incompetent and very possibly corrupt but listen to where he goes next listen to the comparison he makes they're hating on me he said persecuting me if you will for hiring a chocolate administration you trying to figure out why they're hating on me they're hating on me because those are how many of you go to church ma'am this is a matthew 21 and 12 moment jesus walked in the temple he saw them doing wrong in the temple he did what he turned the table over. Over. i went to city hall to turn the table over
1: first woman police commissioner of color
0: first spanish-speaking police commissioner first spanish-speaking uh, uh correction comm- comm- commissioner Go through the line of what we're doing. That's right. This buffoon is actually comparing himself to Jesus turning over the temple. Remember the money changers in the temple saying this is a house of God. So what, what were the evil money changers doing in the temple of New York City Hall? Being white. <laughs> he was correcting the wrongs of having white people in positions of governmental Authority, he's Jesus, New New York Mayor Eric Adams, I thought the dumbest thing he ever said was, remember on that kick when he couldn't stop talking about eating a plant-based centered life? It made no sense. He said, I eat a plant-based centered life. I can remember his exact quote because it's so nonsensical. I live a plant-based centered life. I eat a plant-based diet or plant-centered diet. I eat a plant-based centered life. Doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense, but in truth, nothing that comes out of this mayor's mouth ever does. From New York City to right here in Wisconsin, Oshkosh specifically, a story broken by the libs of TikTok. The University of Wisconsin Oshkosh's Center for Student Success and Belonging is advertising an event this Saturday, February 10th. It's a free event, a Catalyst Leadership Program. It's all day, 8.30 to 4 p.m. at the Culver Family Welcome Center. This is also, according to an email to... Uh, students and staff members. A leadership development program you can sign up for as faculty or staff. So it's for students and faculty. All the details are listed below. This is a great opportunity for students, faculty, and staff to gain valuable knowledge and skills specific to leadership. Breakfast and lunch are provided to all who pre-register. The event is called Leader Shape Catalyst. Sounds great, doesn't it? I I I want to sign up. I want to learn how to be a more effective leader. Oh, wait! I'm not allowed to go, not because I'm not a student or a staff member at UW Oshkosh, but because I am a straight white man. From the letter, what focus is on leadership development for students, faculty, and staff? who self-identify as multicultural, in parentheses, Asian, South Asian, or Hmong, Black or African American, Indigenous or Native American, <sighs> Latino, uh, X, or E. You thought Latin X or Latin X was the only thing. Now we have Latini, e, Latine, Latin, it's the letter e at the end of the word Latin. I have no idea what this one means, but they also include Hispanic people. Woman, W O M X N, woman, womexen, wom x n i okay, and or do you know how we make fun of the? They they constantly are adding. Letters and numbers and symbols to LGBTQIAXYZ plus minus ampersand. You know how we make fun of that here on that show? They're actually doing it here. You can also be LGBTQIA2S+. The A, I believe, is androgynous. 2S is two-spirit that's like trans for native american people there's there's two spirits in your body and the plus is plus everybody else except straight white males catalyst is a free one-day program focused on learning to develop your own authentic path connect to groups and causes you care about and commit to a plan to be a catalyst for yourself and the groups you're part of this program is designed to start something extraordinary you'll consider powerful questions that move you towards action. Am I on the right path? Who do I want to be? How can I connect with other like-minded individuals? In small group dialogue, large group interaction, and personal reflection, you'll learn alongside others who also want to start something extraordinary. Program is limited to 60 participants. When and where? Saturday, February 10th, 2024, at 8.30 a.m. to 4 o'clock p.m. in the Culver Family Welcome Center. Cost? There is no cost. That is the letter originally found by Kaya Rychik over at Libs of TikTok and posted on her ex-Twitter account. You might be wondering, how is this constitutional The University of Wisconsin Oshkosh is, in fact, a government entity. The University of Wisconsin Oshkosh is also, therefore, not allowed to discriminate, i.e., withhold benefit or provide benefit to anyone based on their race, their ethnicity, their religion, their sexuality, their skin color, or pretty much everything else that this event is discriminating against by explicitly excluding men or anyone else who doesn't self-identify as multicultural, UW Oshkosh is in fact violating the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment. It's also violating any number of state and federal laws designed to prohibit this exact form of discrimination but of course this isn't discrimination because it can't be right in the minds of anyone who would ever use the phrase lgbtqia2s plus unironically it's impossible for someone in a multicultural or oppressed group to be racist or to violate the 14th amendment because of their oppressed status. You, you can't be racist. You can't be bigoted unless you have societal power. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you a serious question. Who has institutional power on UW Oshkosh's campus? Honestly, there's a dead serious question. Let's say you're in a classroom and your professor is a two-spirit X, indigenous, woman, transgender. And you're a 19-year-old white heterosexual sophomore. Who has the institutional power in that relationship? Is it you or the, I don't even remember what I just said, I just kind of picked a grab bag of minority statuses. It's obviously they them isn't it the professor they don't see the world like that they see the world not in terms of actual power dynamic or actual adherence to the rule of law or the constitution but in the dichotomy of oppressor and oppressed based solely on one's belonging into a demographic group now notice This isn't open to just those who actually are Asian or South Asian or Hmong or Black or African American or Indigenous, Native American, Latinx, Hispanic, Womaxin, or anything like that, but those who self-identify. You know what I would absolutely love? If one of my listeners who is a UW Oshkosh student or maybe has a son or daughter who is a UW Oshkosh student, I'd love you to take a couple of hours, self-identify as a multicultural student hurry, it's limited to just the first 60 students or staff members, and secretly record, take copious notes, and try to keep as many handouts as humanly possible to figure out exactly what is being taught at this totally constitutional totally legal no white men allowed event dod at iheartmedia.com is where you can get in touch with me i'll give you tips on secretly recording this and sources are always fully protected so you won't have to worry about a thing dod at iheartmedia.com In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
1: Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Classical conservatism. Contemporary style. It's the Dan O'Donnell Show. A tour de force of truth. Sometimes the hard truths. That's right, folks. It's time now for Hard Truth Tuesday.
1: Truth. So I don't believe you,
0: I'm cutting right through the hard truth. Today's hard truth is that on some issues, Republicans are every bit as bad as Democrats. To wit, the immigration issue, where Republican Oklahoma Senator James Lankford introduced a Compromise legislation fully backed by Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell that gives Democrats everything they want. Now, does Lankford want what Democrats want? Truly open borders? The perpetuation of the biggest get out the vote drive in human history at America's southern border? No. But he is a useful idiot, or worse, A stooge for his corporate backers and the Chamber of Commerce and any other number of conservative groups that also want the spigot of illegal immigration to remain open for the foreseeable future. Implicit in the bill's assumption that the border can be, quote, shut down after 5,000 illegals a day on average over seven days or 8,500 in one single day cross is the reality that the border can be shut down now. That's a demand that every single American of all races and all ethnicities should demand. And a growing majority of them are saying with one voice we need to have security we need to know who is coming into this country why is it though that so many democrats aren't listening they see political advantage or in the case of some truly out there open borders advocates they don't believe that the united states should be a sovereign nation at all But those actually in charge of controlling policy see political advantage. They've been openly bragging about how changing demographics in the United States means that Democrats will soon, and by soon, it could be 10 years, it could be 20, have a permanent, insurmountable majority. Republicans aren't nearly that diabolical, but anyone who supports such a catastrophic bill is doing so in the name of either stupidity or in the name of corporate and special interest backers who only have their best interests at heart. Cheap labor and forcing the price of wages down, the cost of labor ever far downward while not having to relocate outside of the country is something that every business would dream of, right? Being able to compete while not having to set your corporate headquarters in Sri Lanka by offering lower and lower prices, keeping health care costs near zero, keeping the cost of wages down as low as humanly possible. This is why so many groups have for 20-plus years backed open borders Republicans. Those Republicans deserve to be primary. They deserve to be drummed out of office. Even Senate Majority Leader McConnell who has been defended on this show on numerous occasions has no excuses for passing or even supporting an abomination like this. And if he insists upon it, it'll be time for him to go too. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, President Biden is expected to address the border compromise. We'll try to bring you some of those remarks and we will be hoping at least some of them We'll be coherent. You're listening to The Dan O'Donnell Show. Recording live from somewhere. Lord Thursday. Thursday. All night, Sunday, Central. Conservative thought, not just talk. This is Dan O'Donnell. Consider me the entity within the industry without a history of spitting the epitome of stupidity. Conservative thought not just talk that's why i am the entity within the industry without a history of spitting the epitome of stupidity such as some of the republicans who are pushing an absolutely horrid border bill president biden is expected to make remarks very soon but we have no idea exactly When that's going to happen. So we'll try to bring them to you live. We might have to do a recap. I am in fact doing a second show. Mark Belling late afternoon show. Mark is on his winter hiatus. So I'll be filling in for him 3 to 6 on News Talk 1130 WISN. The president is, of course, expected to continue with this abject lie that he is absolutely powerless to control the border without giving $60 billion to secure Ukraine's border and $14 billion to secure Israel's compared with $20 billion to secure America's border president biden by the way spoke with reporters not in a press conference in an informal little gaggle and he was asked about president trump his opponent in the general election which starts in nine months it's going to be the longest slog of an election year we have ever had Trump says he wants to debate Biden right now. Why pretend that this primary is still going on? Trump says he wants to debate Biden. Donald
1: Trump ready to debate you right now. Do you accept?
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 pardon me. What? Debate you immediately? You say. Immediately. Yes. Uh-huh. Well, well, you debate I, him. If I
1: were him, I'd want to debate me too. You got nothing else to do.
0: Aha! Uh-huh. Except you know, send off lawsuits by your political allies and fend off bogus criminal charges by your justice department but other than that yeah he's got totally nothing to do uh you do know the reason that biden isn't going to debate trump right his brain is mush he thought he was talking to the long deceased leader of france who he thought was the leader of germany just a couple of weeks ago he said so during a speech over the weekend The man is clearly not in a position to stand on a stage for an hour or hour and a half and go toe to toe with Trump. In fact, I will refer you to both presidential debates in 2020. Remember, there wasn't a third because Trump got COVID-19 and had to basically be off the campaign trail for a while at about the 45 minute mark. I don't know if it was Biden's meds starting to wear off, but he just sounded a whole lot less lucid. And we played the audio. Of course, we did complete debate coverage on this show the following day. How do you think he's going to perform four years later after everything we've seen after every bit of diminishment? My goodness, folks, they have had to make the White House uh, Air Force One steps lower and smaller so he can shuffle up them. He now needs his wife to guide him off stage. These are obvious signs that the man is losing it and obviously has no business continuing to at least pretend to be the president of the United States. He can't debate Trump because he can't debate anyone. He can't debate the White House staffer who says, No, Joe, you can't have a second dessert. That's how far gone I believe this man is. This is why we see him. Think about when you see Biden in public. Is it every day? Is he sort of omnipresent, like especially Trump, but also Obama and Bush before him were? No. He's not doing the Super Bowl interview that was sort of a tradition that started under, was it Bush or Obama? It's been a while now. Trump did him. Biden won't. Last year, the excuse was what? Well, it's on Fox News, and he's not going to platform Fox News by deigning to give them an interview. This year, it's on CBS. By the way, the director of Media Matters was making excuses. Media Matters. Media Matters guy by the name of Angelo Corazon, or Corazoni, I forget how to pronounce his name. He said, well, yeah, obviously, Biden isn't going to do an interview during the Super Bowl this year. It's on Fox. No, actually, Angelo, it's on CBS. They rotate Super Bowls. Last year was Fox. This year, it would be softballs from Gayle King. I can promise you the interviewer would have been Gail King. Maybe Margaret Brennan, but almost certainly Gail King. They'd want to have a black woman and they'd want to promote their morning show on the Super Bowl. Biden wouldn't do it. It's not that he's afraid of taking tough questions. It's that his staff doesn't believe that he's going to be able to give coherent answers or that in his declining state, he's going to say something in front of a massive audience that's going to give up the game about what Democrats are actually doing or actually want to do. They're going to hide him. If you thought Jimmy Carter, for those of you who remember the 1980 presidential campaign, remember Carter ran an infamous Rose Garden campaign where he didn't do a ton of campaign events. He, he, I guess, didn't want it to meet to hostile public. And his, his handler has said, well, what we're going to do is just keep Jimmy in the White House and he's going to use the bully pulpit of the Oval Office. He's going to make Rose Garden addresses to Americans instead of doing campaign events. He got smoked by Ronald Reagan not necessarily because of that but rose garden campaign ever since has become a pejorative term for any incumbent president who doesn't feel the need to hit the campaign trail so pretty much none of them since have ever done it until of course a non-incumbent joe biden ran a basement campaign in 2020 and why did he do that ostensibly because of covid right well he couldn't go out he couldn't do anything and the world is shut down it was because he didn't have the energy, or his people believed that he would look too frail, he wouldn't be able to think quickly enough on his feet. So they did these highly scripted Zoom interviews with people. He could barely handle that, and that was four years ago. But here's another hard truth, a bonus hard truth on Hard Truth Tuesday. Do you know what excuse he's going to give for not debating Trump? Trump didn't debate during the primaries. He clearly doesn't actually want to debate. If he wanted to debate, he would have debated Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis in the primaries. But what was Trump's excuse? It was sort of shifting <laughs> during every debate. But it essentially boiled down to, I'm up by too much. Well, what happens if Trump is convicted in one of his criminal cases and Biden all of a sudden takes a seven-point national lead? What do you think Biden's handlers are going to say? What do you think the media is going to line up behind? Well, Biden's up by two. Why would he? And by the way, the Republican Party doesn't want to deal with the presidential commission on debates anymore. So why should Biden debate Trump? Watch, I'm going to make a not so bold prediction. I don't believe there are going to be presidential debates in the fall of 2024 i just i do not see it happening because simply biden can't you're listening to the dan o'donnell show we'll be right back after this winter in wisconsin offers two options high- in that case i pronounce you lucky
1: play for free at luckylandslots.com daily bonuses are waiting no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details
0: still waiting for president biden to make remarks on the border security bill which is let's be honest folks it's actually a ukraine funding bill 60 billion of the 118 billion dollar cost is actually going to what, for some reason, is being called the national security issue of our time. Now, this happens as Tucker Carlson is in the process of betraying America. By interviewing Vladimir Putin, we think. Apparently, Tucker was cited in Moscow, where it is believed he is going to interview the Russian leader in a bygone era this sort of thing would be called journalism are you not curious to hear what Putin has to say what sort of terms he might uh, uh, accept for a ceasefire or a withdrawal from Ukraine what sort of territory he might accept these are things that I think the entire world would be curious about But now we're in an era where platforming someone like Vladimir Putin, just like platforming Donald Trump. It's it's the same basic philosophy that had MSNBC and CNN refuse to carry Trump's victory speech from the Iowa caucuses. Why wouldn't they? Rachel Maddow came on and said, we're not carrying this. It's going to be the usual assortment of lies richly ironic for a network that employed Brian Williams for quite some time to round out their nightly programming guy was fired from NBC News the network broadcast for lying about pretty much everything found a home on MSNBC where lying was perfectly fine but we can't platform Trump because to do so to allow people to hear what he has to say look folks i am no fan of vladimir putin i think he's one of the most heinous men in the past century, possibly of all time. What he's clearly attempting to do is to reconstitute some semblance of the Soviet Union. He came up in that era, he was an intelligence official, and he is a hardliner. He is no friend to America or any American, and never has been. But I am also, as an American, as a citizen of the world, curious to know what this guy thinks Curious to hear from him directly. The media does interviews with all manner of criminals. What's one of the most famous interviews of all time, especially here in Wisconsin? Was it Stone Phillips getting the one interview that I think Jeffrey Dahmer ever did? It's one of history's greatest monsters. He ate people. Ate. But that was a bygone era. A lighter story involving media. Very cool. The Harlan family, Wisconsin's own Kevin Harlan, is going to be calling his 14th Super Bowl for Westwood One. He's been an NFL play-by-play announcer. Of course, he's the son of former Packers president Bob Harlan. He, along with his daughter Olivia Harlan Decker, are going to become the first father-daughter duo to call a Super Bowl. Olivia works for Sky Sports. Her husband, you might have heard of him. Do you know who the husband is? Decker. Yeah, Sam Decker. Sam Decker. Basketball star, University of Wisconsin, high school hoops hero. He's now playing. I did not know where he was playing. I knew he went overseas. He is playing for the London Lions. And his wife, who's 30 years old, is going to be the sideline reporter for Sky Sports, which is one of the big sports networks out of the UK. So very cool to see the Harlins working a game. Not together, but working the same game. And according to the Associated Press, it is the first time that has ever happened. Father-daughter duo. Very, very cool. Speaking of the Super Bowl, you do realize you you fed me some fake news yesterday, Dave. I knew that media day thing, they're calling it opening night of the Super Bowl, was last night. I know it always used to be Tuesday but things change Dave you got to stay on top of this. I will be honest I never paid attention to Super Bowl media day at all. It is always about the most flamboyant self uh, uh what would you call it? Self self-aggrandizing self-aggrandizing reporters and I use that phrase very loosely. Oh, goodness. Carrot Top was walking around in a dress. Yes, it is in Las Vegas. So you're going to see even more colorful characters. Was anything actually said of any consequence? No, (laughs) I, I didn't think so. Was did any news come out of it other than Carrot Top walking around in a dress? No, no. Okay. When do we get to start focusing on the game itself? Because I think this is going to be a fantastic matchup. When, when do we get to stop focusing? If Patrick Mahomes wins, will be will he be in the same breath as the... Will he be in the GOAT conversation? Is it just me or has Sports Talk Radio gotten a hell of a lot dumber? Very repetitive. We have the Mount Rushmore. Is Patrick Mahomes on the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks is he in the goat conversation if this happens nothing chaps my rear end more than the discussion of football being boiled down to a discussion of quarterbacks there are 52 other players on the roster there are 10 other players on the offense 11 on the defense 11 on special teams there are coaches there are support staff to boil what might be the ultimate team game? Do you think football is the ultimate team game? I actually think it is. Soccer is up there. Baseball's very individual. Basketball, one player can dominate. No, I would say hockey is more of an individual game as well. Look at the importance of the goalie, right? If you have a bad goalie, you're probably not going to win a lot of games. And if you've got a superstar, and this is this is not to say anything about hockey being not a team game, it's the the number of players on the ice. You've got five, right? Yeah, five plus a goalie basketball it's just five so by definition each player has a much bigger much more outsized role than a game in which there are 10 on the field plus a goalie in the case of soccer or 11 on the field so in football everyone has highly specialized roles everyone needs to fulfill their role everyone needs to perform at peak optimum performance in order for the for the ball to move and for the team to win the quarterback can't get a clean pocket or he's constantly under pressure, he's not going to be able to perform at all. We're going to have to leave it there, I'm sure. More football, more politics, more everything coming up this afternoon on the Mark Belling Late Afternoon Show.
1: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
1: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.